Hello to all our friends in the United States, the UK and around the world. You're listening to Schalke... Schalke America? Schalke America. Ach, Schalke America. Glück auf, okay. Herzlich willkommen zu Hook auf Shark America. Blau und weiß, ein Leben lang. Wins or losses, we still support the club, but man, it gets harder and harder every week, doesn't it? Man, long weekend, not the ideal week way to start the weekend. The game was on Friday. Uh, for those in the United States, it was on Veterans Day, or at least how we observed it uh, during the week. And uh, yeah, not the ideal way to start the weekend, a three-day weekend for us here, at least in the States. And um, man, it left a sour taste in our mouth that uh, would have to wait all for three days until today. So four days later, I almost have to rewatch the game again, just uh, once to remember what happened because it was so long ago, the game. But uh, yeah, it's almost like self-punishment, I guess, for a... Uh, uh, for just being a Shaka fan, I guess, right? But, uh, man, what a way to uh, play a game against the newly promoted Elversburg. Losing 2-1 to one in that game. Uh, a game which kind of brought back our old habits of just uh, no passion, no heart, no fight. Uh, very few had it in that game, it appeared. And very odd because we were at home in this one. We were in Velton's Arena. Uh, so you would think that that would be in our favor. Jack and I talked about this on the podcast last week, how, hey, maybe because they're newly promoted, they're going into a big arena like Velton's Arena, 60,000 plus, maybe they'll be a little scared and uh, that'll be to our advantage. <laughs> no, not one bit whatsoever. They did not look scared at all. We, on the other hand, Some players played very scared. Uh, at least it appeared. I'm not going to say they were scared, but I said it appeared they were scared. But uh, let's get into the lineups in this one because this is get it out of the way because it's uh, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. So uh, starting lineups for this one for Schalke. Um, obviously, well, I don't know. It's, I can't say obviously, but I would say um, in warm-ups, Ralph Fairman, which many, many of us assumed Ralph Fairman was going to start the game. He was expected to, but... Pull the muscle in warm-ups, and he had to be pulled for Justin Heckerin. So Heckerin stepped in, and I remember talking about this on the Discord, and I said, you know what? In normal situations, we'd be like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? We got our, we got a backup going in there, uh, arguably third or fourth stringer. But we've seen Heckerin already. He's been okay. He's been okay. All of our goalies outside of Mueller have been okay. Mueller's been fantastic, but Fairman's been okay. Eckerman's been okay. Langer's been okay, right? So I was like, okay, just another another thing. You know, we're on a nice roll here. Let's just roll with it. It's fine. Back three of Kalash, Kaminsky, and Merkin. Pretty much what we saw the week prior. Uh, midfield five of Oyan on the left side. Batristiani on the right side. Schallenberg, Templeman, and Drexler in the middle. With Karaman and Lasme up top. And yeah, yeah, you look at the lineup, you're like thinking, okay, this is a pretty straight up lineup. No changes from the last one. Um, looking at newly promoted Elfersburg, 
looking at the lineup, you're like, who's going to really be the guy who's going to scare me? Obviously, a guy like uh, Schnellenbacher had, I think, I think on Discord they said it was 14 goals last year, so he was the guy you're going to have to worry about it. Uh, Anthony Glukauf, Glukauf, misery for for me for many reasons, not just Schalke this weekend. Good to see you joining in the misery tonight. Um, but yeah, the there was really one person, at least that I was where I wasn't going to come out here and say and lie and say, oh, I knew about Elfersberg. And I, no, I didn't. I knew that they're promoted. I knew that they've been doing really well this year. Outside of that, and, and uh, Schnellbacher, I didn't know anything about them. Um, find out that they've been this team is core with the manager and all. They've been together about five years now, so they know each other very well. Uh, but you're looking at Christoph and, and Goal, back four of uh, Van der Mersch, Siginger, Jakob, and Neubauer. Uh, midfield five of uh, Phil Hoyer, Sahin, Rochelle, Stock, and File with uh, Schnellbacher up top. And the one thing I wanted to see, especially being at home, is that I wanted to see we come off and start things off. Because the one thing that's been, oh, the one thing, the many things, right? One of the things that's been so frustrating this season is getting off to that slow start. Uh, whether it's goal in the first 10 minutes, goal in the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, we always get off on the back foot. It seems like we're sleeping and we we're hoping under this new manager things would change. Did they change? Well, it took us seven minutes to figure that out, didn't it? Um, defense completely caught napping. I meant to do, show some uh, some pictures of illustrations of uh, how bad our defense was in our first twenty minutes. Uh, but you you saw you saw how bad it was. Go, didn't go watch the highlights. It shows how bad it was. Um, but we parted as to use Klaus Fischer's terms. Uh, we parted like the Red Sea in defense there in the seventh minute, where quick pass into Stock in the middle. Uh, and you see Kaminsky, who's that's supposed to be his man, backing off. You see Kalash kind of backing away, but he's going after his guy. Matriciani and, and Oyan are far wide, so there's a, a huge gap in the middle. And as you should, Stalk just takes it right up the gut there. And the one thing I wanted to see was someone press up on him. Templeman was trying to catch up to him from the, from the backside. He was a little lackadaisical, in my opinion. I'm curious what you guys' thoughts about in the game with, with Templeman. But, um, Little lax days go on the backside, and then Kaminsky's backing away. What I want to see is the center back is pushing in there. Go after him. I uh, did not see that at all. By the time Kaminsky decided to put his foot down and go after it, it was too late. Stock was winding up, taking a shot, beat the keeper. Could it have been a better save? Maybe, but you got a defender who's not going at him, and then it gets in the way of the shot, so Hecker really can't see where the, where the shot's going. Uh, and it goes in, boom, one nothing, just like that seven minutes in. Glukauf, Eric, says, yeah, but still we made them famous. One of the biggest victories in their club's history. Yes, it was. I mean, they don't even have a train station. <laughs> they don't. It's a town of 12,000 people, I think it is. That's how small they are. So that's why they don't have a train station. Um, and no discredit to Elfersburg. They deserve to win 100%. Uh, they've been playing really well this year. Uh, you, know, you should give them credit for you know, being newly promoted champions last year. And now they're what? I think they're uh, 13th or 10th. Um, Let's see the standings here real quick. Uh, take a quick peek. This is Elfersburg. Ninth. They're ninth in the table. With the three points, they're ninth. Um, Norberg, look at it. Jumping back ahead of them. Um, but I digress. Uh, yeah, it was a a tough goal, tough way to start the game. Seven minutes in. Stock just had all the all the daylight in the world to go do whatever he, whatever he wanted. And he did. He took, I mean, he he at least ran 30 yards up the pitch with nobody on him before he even uh before Kaminsky even thought about it or even he thought about shooting it. And by that time it was too late and he scored a goal already. 
Um, so not the greatest way to start the game there. Elfersburg with a lot of pressure early on in the game. It's like almost like we were shell-shocked. We were almost underestimating them and surprised at how good they were from what I was watching in the game. The first 20 minutes, it was all Elfersburg. I wish I had the first stats for the first 20, 30 minutes because it was it was one-sided football, to say the least. And that's embarrassing when you're the home team, a team of Schalke's stature, uh, being one of the biggest clubs in Germany. So you think it would be getting better? No. After the goal, I think Elfersburg kind of continued on what they were doing. Well, why not? Why break it if uh, if, if, if it's working? Um, started to have more shots and stuff like that, more opportunities. But then again, the 21st minute, the guy who scored the goal, Stock, again, free to roam up the pitch, do what he wants, gets up the pitch and uh, finds his man. Um, uh, what was the guy's name? Um, uh, Yannick Rochelle. And uh, he gets up quick, quick play. What a shot by him. Heckerin probably was too too far to the one side and probably could have had a chance to beat it. But, I mean, it hits off the post. I think it hits off both posts and goes in. I mean, it was a pin-perfect shot by, by Rochelle, um, and it goes in. I mean, Heckerin, sure, he could have done it, but, I mean, you got to give kudos to the shot there. 2 nothing in twenty within 21 minutes, and you're like, kidding me? we're going to get played off the park against Elfersburg, newly promoted Elfersburg. And... All of a sudden, the Discord were freaking just pulling our hair out, freaking out. It was uh, embarrassing to say the least. That's an understatement. Uh, coming out the first twenty minutes at home and getting shell shocked like we were. I mean, we're surprised. We're lucky it wasn't. It wasn't more honestly. Um, and and at that rate, it could have been one of those Bayern scores that we saw in the Bundesliga a few years ago, right? You know, something what they put up against uh, um, who they played recently, uh, Darmstadt, about eight nothing. Could it looked like it was going that way against lowly Elfersburg. But um, surprisingly, we kind of, after that goal, it woke us up and we kind of started playing a lot better in the second half of the first half. Um, really kind of led by Keenan Karaman. Keenan Karaman, I thought, was by far the best player for the team. Um, if you think it's anyone else, please let me know. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. There weren't many to choose from, but Keenan Karaman kind of really stepped up. And uh, Thomas Ovion did well as well. And uh, off a set piece, uh, ball goes in, Karaman gets a header on it. I don't know how he was that free. Gets a header, goes into the into the corner. Thirty fifth minute, boom, two to one. I'm like, I felt a lot better at that point. Okay, like, okay, we woke up finally. A little too, waited too long to get get back into the game, but we're, we got a goal in here before halftime. Let's see if we get another one. We had some chances, but goes into halftime two to one, and I felt rather optimistic. I hated the first twenty minutes. Deplorable how we came out. Embarrassing how we came out in the first twenty minutes. But it's two to one at that point. You're like, okay. Surely we're going to get another, at least one more goal, right? Maybe not two goals, but we'll get at least another goal the way we are playing. Uh, second half comes out. Well, uh, for, well, first off, the first half, I thought Karaman was obviously very good. Olyan was very good. You can see the scores here by foot mob. Uh, not necessarily indicative of how I felt. Lasma was rather quiet for me. Templeman was probably the only other guy, I would say, who was fairly active uh, on the team. Drexler was quiet for me. Schallenberg was quiet. Matriciani was not having a great game, um, though he ventured up several times. Obviously, the defense had their issues with the two goals that they allowed right away. But, uh, yeah, overall, first half, it was like, nah, nah, right? But we came on strong at the end of the second half, and so there's hope going into the second half, and second half came and went, right? We had some opportunities. I thought, you know, Kataman continued to play really well in the second half. He had the best chance of anybody in the second half by you know either team. And the 60th minute gets another header off the ball. I think it was a set piece from Oyan once again, if I'm not mistaken. 
gets a header low corner and the goalkeeper Kristoff made a fantastic save low corner with his palm palms it away and we're like okay see so yeah, at that point at that point I still felt optimistic I'm like okay look we're getting closer and closer Kadama nearly scored there um but that would really be the only thing of it um some of the head scratching things too if you look at some substitutions right so in the 6th to 58th minute Drexler goes out for Lata that made sense I thought Drexler was rather poor in this game rather quiet Lasma makes sense, right? He goes out and, and Toroto comes in. You need more goals. I didn't understand the Templeman one necessarily. Bring in top. I understand bringing Kiki top. You need goals. But Templeman, I thought, was one of the better players. Honestly, you probably maybe, you know, bring in, uh, take Schallenberg out and put someone else in his place. I don't know. Uh, Blendy Idrisi would come on a little bit later for Henny Matriciani, 84th. And Kabadai would come in for Merkin. Uh, really, we're just throwing, you know, shit at the wall at that point, trying to see if it was anything would stick. Uh, but it's all too little, too late. They had some chances too, Tim. Strong chances, um, but lose a game two to one. That's about as close as we got. And the optimism is slowly fading away. And you're like, oh gosh, we're not going to do this, are we? But by the time I think reality hit about the 80th minute, you're like, oh, we're not going to get there. We had seven minutes of stoppage time, I think it was, and we still didn't didn't do anything remotely close to what we did in the 60th minute, where uh, Karaman's shot was saved, the header was saved by the by Christoph. So lose two to one. Um, Poor performance. I, you know, it's funny because I listened to Klaus Fischer and uh, and uh, Rudy uh, Astic, and um, they got this podcast, Legends Podcast, Shaka Podcast, where they talk. And I was trying to listen to their commentary, and, and they had a lot of. I felt a lot of the same things. They do. It's good to get the insight just because they both, you know, they play the game. Um, I felt that the back three was poor in this game. You saw it in that first goal, first two goals, but in particular the first goal where Kaminsky's backing off, Kalash is way off, Merkin and Oyan are way wide, Merkin and uh, Matriciani, excuse me, are way wide, Oyan too. And you had this gap in the middle. And we've we've talked about this on the podcast, how like as bad as a defense plays, sometimes you need to have, Schallenberg can't do it alone. He needs to have somebody to sit there deep. I think we talked about this last podcast, so Jack and I said, there needs to be a second guy back there with Schallenberg in the middle to kind of help clog that midfield. I joked around maybe she's got to be Oyan because he's nowhere else available, right? But you don't want Templeman to do it. He's that creative player that goes up front. It's almost by default has to be Drexler, unless you bring in lots of for him. Um, and we didn't have it, and Schallenberg wasn't there. And it's curious because I heard uh, reading the comments from or watching the podcast, uh, the Legends podcast, and some of the comments that they made. So they were they they were very critical of the team, especially back three. They thought the 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 back three was obviously poor. Um, Rudy had mentioned how you know while a back three can be successful and it had been the past two games, you make one mistake and it can it can break you it can it can lead to a goal we've saw we saw it every game that um Gerard has been uh, managing under one mistake by defender and at least a goal and it's happened every game and obviously happened to this game um and so you as a back three Rudy was saying you have to be perfect you cannot make mistakes because when you do they're goal scoring opportunities and goals usually they go in uh and I so I, I definitely agree with that assessment uh he was pretty harsh about Schallenberg um and Drexler, too. He said that neither guys would help out. You know, defensively, they did what they could. But once we got the possession of the ball, Schallenberg just stood still next to his guy and didn't do anything. He just stood there. And, uh, that's a fair assessment, right? Schallenberg didn't get open to try to find be open for a pass. 
Drexler didn't do much better. A little bit more movement through him. Both guys very static. That's the thing, too, man. It's like the whole team outside of Karaman were very static on the possession. We kept talking about this on the Discord. Elfersburg, I mean, they were moving around the pitch, trying to find each other's open, trying to get into one, one twos, playing triangles. It looked like a team that's been together for five years, but they looked like they wanted the ball. They all wanted to like try to get open. Shock was like, nah, he was gonna pass the ball around and we're, we're gonna try to break through this defense. Didn't happen though. We weren't good enough at all. But uh, Rudy was saying how um, Drexler and, and Schallenberg were not effective at all offensively. Um, really, really poor. Um, <laughs> Klaus Fischer was criticizing the attackers, uh, even even Kahneman to an extent, but like all of them, even the guys that came off the bench, is like, how is an attacker, when the ball goes in the air, you're supposed to head the ball with your head, attack the ball. Every single one of them, the ball hits him at the top of the head. Like, where's the ball going to go when you hit it at the top of your head? But one play, uh, Laspa gets a great opportunity in the middle. I think uh, Oyan swung it off a corner kick. And this was like shortly after the, the Karaman goal. I was thinking, oh, Laspa's the dude for next. The ball goes right to him. Hits him at the top of the head from like point blank range. and goes way over the goal. Like, so Fisher's like, how, how are you a striker and can't strike the ball with a, your forehead? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's not how you play striker position. No one's going to do well from that. And he's like, yeah, that's a really good point there. Um, what else did he say? Uh, he just kept going on and on about all the strikers, how they, they, were, they were not doing their part as strikers to kind of control the game, control the ball when it's in the air and, and get feed it to your teammates. Um, one of the questions was asked by the host uh, to the guys do you think, you know, spending money on players or what's what's going to be a solution with this? And Rudy said, you know, it's like, hey, uh, you need to spend money on good players. We don't have really money, per se, to spend, but we need to buy money on good players. Um, he says, you know, this current team is not good enough. Majority of them are not good enough. And this team, if it gets dropped to the, to the Dritte Liga, we're going to struggle in the Dritte Liga. It's a tough league down there. And with this current team, he didn't he doesn't feel confident that this team can do well in the Dirt Liga if we were to get relegated. I don't know if we're gonna get relegated yet, but we are in the last relegation spot at the moment, so it's possible. It's possible. Uh Eric says, uh still can't defend, still can't set traps, can't press, and cannot build anything, any competition. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, to to Rudy's point, if Schallenberg and, and Drexler helped out offensively, we could get those one-two passes, those triangles, those the combination plays. We can't even feed the damn strikers the ball. Um, Oyan was do- we we're relying on over reliant on Oyan at this point. It's very similar minus the position in the table to that year we finished second in the Bundesliga with uh, under Domenico Tedesco, where all we were doing is relying on set pieces. I mean that's all we're doing right now is relying on set pieces. Majority of our goals are through set pieces in Oyan and more and whoever else gets them, but uh, it's set pieces. That's what we're over relying on. It's not good enough at all. Uh, Anthony says defensive mistakes costed both teams. Yeah, it costed certainly costed Schalke uh, in this one. Um, and then Klaus kind of went into it also and asked about the same question. He goes, you know, stop buying slow players. Stop buying slow players. He's like, if it was up to him, you buy fast players. Yeah, sure, they don't have the quality. You train them, th- you know, two three times a day. Uh, yeah, a day, and they're gonna ha- eventually improve. They are just how it is. You the more you practice, the better you're gonna get. And so you practice with these fast players eventually. They'll get in the right position. You're, they already have the pace, and there you go. You got a decent player. But if you can't expect a buy a slow player and expect them with the trainings, they're going to get faster. They're not going to get faster. Most of them have reached their max potential and growth in terms of speed, right? I know 
uh, Gerard is huge on making sure that uh, they do what they can with the players and improve upon them, right? But you can improve on like the technical skills. I don't think you uh, certainly pace and all that stuff. Maybe quickness a little bit because that's uh, how fast you get off the line. But you really can't change pace, honestly. And so all Klaus is saying is that buy fast players, stop buying these slow players. And you look at you look at some of the players we have uh, at least in attack, right? So uh, let me pull up the the, the players here. Um, Kataman, he's not that slow. He's not that fast. I just say he's he's fairly slow. Lasma's fast, but is he maybe being played in the wrong position? We we wanted to see him a second striker, but the best he's done this season is when he's been out the wing, right? When he play either it's a whether it's a four three three or he's playing on the uh, attacking winger side, he plays his best there because he can exploit his weakness or his strengths there. Uh, what was it? The first goal against uh, Heracles, get the ball down and was able to beat the defender one on one on the on the sideline and, and take it in. I think the first game against um, Hanover did the same thing, right? So he's maybe not getting a he's he's relying to relied to be too static and hold up the ball at, at his current position. It's just not working out. Maybe he needs to be where Matriciani's playing, right? We know Lasma can play midfielder, so maybe take out Matriciani who's playing piss poor, put in and Lasma back there. And maybe he can uh, use some of his uh, speed to come down the wings. I don't know, but you look at some of the other strikers we have, right? Simo Toroto, we don't. He he ain't he ain't fleet of foot at all, but he can score goals. Um, Kabadai is more of a winger. Top Top's got okay speed. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Sebastian Poulter. I mean, almost identical twin to Simo Toroto in terms of pace and and skill set. So uh, we don't really have the the most fleet of foot. Guys, and even even if you're looking at the midfield, honestly, I mean, you look at the midfield, um, and we're talking just midfielders, not wingers or like like wingbacks like Thomas Williams, but like Drexler, he's not that fast. Schallenberg, certainly not fast at all. Templeman's not fast. Um, Latza's not fast. Uh, Idrisi's not really fast. I mean, most of these guys don't don't have the pace, right? And so that's what Klaus is saying is that like, hey, you know, um, don't buy. Don't buy slow players. Buy some fast players. We'll train them to get better. Just train them to get better. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, Eric says, that Mourinho style, uh, light style in 27-2018, I'll take it right now. Yeah, I mean, at least we were in the Bundesliga and, and finished in second place that year, right? We had Naldo who got all those freaking great goals. Uh, and we were in the Bundesliga. Again, now we're in the Schweizer Liga. We need some. We just need anything. Um, if we're gonna stay up because of set pieces, so be it, right? But you know, we want to see more dimensions at the moment. I think right now he's going to get relegated again. Uh, but uh, what are you gonna do, right? Um, Anthony says, uh, Do you think possibly bringing up a player from the academy can turn a bad form into a good? Um, obviously, uh, like to Eric's point, Austin Adarag, when he comes back, he's gonna be a huge pickup, right? Um, and Klaus Fischer kind of made this point on the podcast where he said, like, Look, you know, we obviously don't have money. Um, so maybe it was maybe it was really I think both the guys said it but really, but uh, they were like, "Look, we don't have any money. So why instead of going to the the friendlies against Eindhoven and uh, Mekalaken, um the uh, obviously PSC PSV Eindhoven, we know from the Eredivisie, and Mekalaken's from like a, a second division uh, Belgian league. There, so instead of playing against these guys, play against the U23s, right? Play against the U19s, or maybe not the U19s, but U23s, and bring us some U19 players." And see what you know. See what one. What does the senior team have? They should have the fire to the 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 wherewithal to try to beat them, especially after lost lost them already one time this year, right? Uh, Kiki top of the two goals or three goals in that game. But he said, "Look, 
if you don't have money, we should be investing in the youth academy. Look at the youth academy. See who we could bring up. Maybe just one or two players, right? Um, Rudy made the point, mate. You can also bring one or two bad players, and that's not going to help you. But you got to pick the right two players. You know, we talked about it in the last podcast how U17s have some really good young guys. Don't want to bring those guys necessarily up, right? Not everyone's going to be Asan Odrago. Um, it's Abasi and 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 Simon. They're gonna they're okay. They're gonna be ones for the future. You gotta look for more of the U19s and U23s and see you know who you can bring up um, to kind of help the team. And the point that they made, and I think I agree 100, is that little look whoever you bring up, whether it's U23 or U19, anyone from the Kanapachmita, you tell them look, especially like a position like right wing, we're so weak in that, right? Basically, like hey, you get on the pitch, you're gonna you have to give us your all from minute one to minute 90. And if you want to stay on, the, you want to stay in this team, get a chance. You gotta, you gotta give it all out, hundred percent. We're not really seeing this from all the players. It just seems like this game, for whatever reason, in the game where we we had the momentum, two games in a row, looking to get three games in a row, didn't feel, it fell flat. It fell flat again. Outside of Katamon, I thought Lasso wasn't that great overall. Templeman was okay. Trexler was poor. Schallenberg was poor. Oyan was good, uh, decent, I should say. Tristiani, Kalash, Kaminsky, Merkin, Heckerin. They were all they were all bad, I thought. Uh, so it wasn't it was uh, very frustrating to watch uh, this game. I, I know all of us in the Discord were just like, uh, again, it was just uh, not fun to watch. Uh, you had the optimism. They gave us the optimism. They always do. You get the chance, especially that goal that from Karaman, and then Karaman had some other opportunities. Um, but man, it just uh, just wasn't happening. Even the guys that came on, like you know, Kabadai didn't provide much offensively. Blenny Dreesy, those guys were almost non-existent once they came on. Granted, it was a little, a little too little too late, but man, it was it was it was terrible. So that's uh that's the game there. Um look at some other news. Let's look at at least some how the, the juniors did, right? The you know, Anthony asked about how the Kanapish media were doing and stuff like that. Um the U23s they drew one one against Fortuna Dusseldorf on Friday as well. Uh go by Ivan in the 45th minute, one one there. Moving on to the U19s. Um, where is that score? There you go. To, sorry, U17s first. Uh, they won one nothing against Dusseldorf as well. Uh, Takoju got the goal there. Um, and then in the U19s against Gladbach, one-one uh, goal, goal through Partel in the 27th minute. Made a one-one at that point. So okay results for the for the for the youngsters this weekend. Um, but not necessarily for the main team, which is what we need at the moment. Because looking at the current table, uh, moving over here, my standings here. Um, at that point, we were probably like 14th or 15th after that result because we did get a uh, – we didn't get any point at that point. But uh, we were 15th at that point. But after all the results happened from the weekend, we are in 16th place again. After, you know, got two two consecutive wins in a row – we thought we made some headway, and then no, uh, sure enough, we're back down to 16th place in the last relegation spot. Got a little bit of cushion between us and Eintracht Braunschweig, but doesn't really matter at this point, right? We're in the relegation spot. We're tied on points with Karlsruhe and Magdeburg, right? Magdeburg has started out so well, they're they just, just their bottoms dropped out. Um, and the only team that's remained undefeated in this in the league is still St. Pauli. Um, Hamburg drew this weekend. Um, Holsten Kiel is still. Um, up there, Hanover's up there, so forth. Dusseldorf's up there, and Nuremberg as well. So yeah, it's just um, someone's got to give. They got to figure this out quick. It's uh, <coughs> not fun to watch. Not fun to watch. And the fact that you can't um, 
watch most of these games on ESPN Plus like this one. You had to watch it on a legal stream. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. At least it's the international break. We got a chance to recoup here. Like I said, uh, there's a couple of friendlies coming up here against um, – I'll pull up the, the screen here so you can see who our test spiel is against. Uh, let me change my screens here. All right, there we go. So uh, on uh, Wednesday, we got a game against PSV Eindhoven. And then on Thursday, uh, the very next day, we got it against um, uh, Mechelen. So if you – Patro Eisen Mas Mechelen. Excuse me, second division of the Belgian league. So, uh, if you're curious where they are currently, they are in sixth position. So they're okay in the second division. Uh, PSV Eindhoven this year. I don't know where they're at. They're they're, they're obviously a bigger club, uh, a well-known club. They're doing really well in the Eredivisie this year. So, we'll see. Back-to-back games. Uh, you would imagine a lot of the U19s, U23s will be called up in this. It's going to be hard to judge those players. Uh, you should, you imagine a lot of people going to get a lot of minutes. I doubt. Well, I don't know, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some guys play both games and play a lot of minutes both games. But, you know, these kind of things, you want to worry about possible possibility injury, right? You don't have many many decent guys at the moment. Uh, don't want to get injured, right? Odrago picked up an injury just before uh, the last game or two games ago, whatever it was. So um, we'll see how we do with these, with these two friendlies here. Uh, back-to-back days on th- Wednesday and Thursday next week. Uh, this week. What other days is it? Yeah, it is this week. This week. Man, it's just all flying by. That, that game was felt so long ago. It was this Friday, right? Uh, um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to uh really assess the team, how we play there, especially the youngsters. But you know, maybe maybe Gerard sees something that uh he was looking for. I don't know, but uh pace is something we're lacking. That the back three has gotta work on just being the back three communication and really maybe just change to the back five at the moment or Put two double pivot there in the back because I think Schallenberg can't do it alone. And then, you know, if he's going to continue hiding when we have the ball in possession, not helping out, it's we're playing like a man down at that point. And, yeah, we had some opportunities, you know, but we can't expect Kataman to lead us the whole way. It has to be a team effort. Templeman looked like he was trying in the game, but just couldn't get it for whatever reason. Last pass, he wanted to score some goals. Last of just some reason, the snake bit in that game, every game. So, I don't know. Uh, but um, don't want to go on too long just because uh, one again pissed off in the game. Um, I definitely wanted to share those comments by Klaus Fischer and uh, Rudy Opsik, and um, yeah, kind of give a quick, uh, brief review of what happened uh, with the Kanapashvita this weekend. Uh, they had better results than we did, so we'll see. Uh, next game, uh, we have some difficult games coming up. Let me see a real quick look ahead in the schedule to see who we have. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, so next game's coming up. Dusseldorf, who are, you know, what, second or third on the table. Uh, that comes up on uh, Saturday, November 25th. And then Osnabrück, which is uh, bottom of the table, December 1st, followed by Hansa Rostock and Greuther Firth. So, some winnable games before we get into some more difficult games. Um, I mean, they're all freaking difficult at this point, right? But, uh, the Winter Pausa, we have one, two, three, four more games before the Winter Pausa. So don't expect uh, new signings to come in. Let's go with what we got, and hopefully uh, Gerards can figure this out. The team can figure it out because we need to see more passion. What we saw this last weekend was not good at all. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. So anyway, um, hey, I'm going to wrap it up right there. Uh, make sure you can follow Jack Mangan over at uh, J-M-M-M-A-N-G-A-N. It's hard to say when it's not your name. Uh, you can follow me at R 
underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. I can't even say my own name. But more importantly, follow Shock America uh, all across social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, so, uh, Facebook, YouTube. If, you're, if, you have, if you haven't followed us yet on YouTube, subscribe, watch our videos, like them. It'd be uh, much appreciated. Uh, and as always, yeah, uh, join the Discord. Good group of guys. Join in the misery together as my dog wakes up from his nap. Um, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we're probably not doing anything during the international break. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll break some news bits if uh, something crazy happens uh, during the international break. But other than that, we'll catch you at the after the next match against Dusseldorf. And uh, yeah, enjoy your holiday, your your time away from Schalke outside of the two test fields, and uh, enjoy time with your family. So uh, for Jack in Chicagoland, for myself, uh, enjoy. We'll catch you soon. Look out.